What's up, disc golfers? Welcome to episode 122 of the Disc Golf Podcast. My name is Robin. Alongside me, my longtime friend, avid disc golfer, Joe. Hey, guys. How's it going? I like the subtle pause. That was uh, that was good. It's it's like the the build up to worlds. We're getting so close. We've got another great tournament coming up, but it is looming in front of us. I think that's true. I think worlds happen in like July. <laughs> I think we're already past that, right? Oh, uh, that was last uh, year. Oh, right. Oh, this year it's at well, a, well, well done, disc golf. I appreciate that. Yeah, much more logical time of year, like closer to the end of the pro season. So it makes a lot like more where it sense. Makes, where it definitely makes sense. Yeah, but. And it's, I feel like uh, one of our... We're to that point. Like, it's it's going to happen. It is. It is. And it, uh, you know, it just it reminds me of our good friend, California Bad Boy, and how upset he was that Worlds happened so early last year, and then he had a child and doesn't care about us anymore. Wow. Shots fired to a person that most listeners would remember for like, I'm going to go ahead and guess episode 83. I have no idea. When it was, was in the hundreds. It was? Okay. It was after 100? All right. I think so, because it was in April of this year. Okay, yeah, so it probably was. It's probably in the 100s, or just before the 100s. <laughs> All right, so episode 106. Just after the 100s. I'm going to say like 102 or something. Okay. I don't know. No clue. He but. was there. Well, there was two. He There was one when I was in San Diego, and then there was one when uh, I was back, and uh, he was here. Yeah, there was the three-way episode, and then oh, there was God. just the... Uh, the uh, Robin trying desperately to to keep the uh, the cat inside the cage. Yeah. Meow. Meow. Did did it just get chained somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Sounds like it. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So we actually got to play some disc golf together over the weekend. We right? did that. We did that. Um, I brought my children, so it was kind of like a, a distraction round for me. So I had some some good points and some bad points, but uh, overall, it's always fun to get them out there and 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 have them have them throw a little bit and and they now fully hike the course. So that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, it was a good time. Um, one of our best <laughs> combined drives was on a hole that we didn't realize uh, the location of. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I guarantee I would have crapped that drive had i like actually been trying to throw it where it was supposed to go isn't that how it always works though totally uh but no it was super fun and i actually i talked about it like very briefly in the pre-show i did not none of us had great scores but it was super enjoyable like i i feel like i played well um you know also in the thought of you know children running around and helping to corral and uh you know the uh i'm about to reach back dad dad <laughs> yeah and so i treat uh kid rounds kind of the way i would treat a, a a solo round that i take multiple shots on except i'm not playing solo and i'm not taking multiple shots right no multiple shots but where it's like, oh, okay, I guess that's my drive. Yeah, exactly. So it's like it's the similar level of of um, you know, concentration on your shot. Like 
you when you know you're playing a solo round, you're playing a lot of practice shots and and uh, and taking extra shots and trying different lines. So you're not like fully focused on each shot necessarily. You're just trying, experimenting, trying some things out. It's that same level of dedication when you're also trying to track young children around a course and make sure that you know they don't uh, eat a poison oak bush, for instance. God, is is uh yeah, all good, all good, yeah, good. That, all I think good. that alcohol wipe, like, uh, oh yeah, saved some lives. No, that's there. great. I need to get more of those. Yeah, because that boy was definitely like just kicking it on yeah. some poison oak. So, uh, but no, it was it was fun. Our buddies Marcos and Jason. Um, I know Jason listens. Marcos is in Slack, and I don't know if he listens. He probably doesn't. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was super fun, and it was super fun too. And and we play with them here and there, and I play with those guys here and there. But like Jason is a guy who um, has been playing forever. Like he's from Huntington Beach. Uh, he's been playing since uh, probably. Before I was in elementary school, not trying to not trying to date you uh, age wise, Jason, but he has told me since our podcast came out, like he actually really has started trying and practicing and figuring out what discs work, and, and you can tell, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, no, completely. I there's a, been a massive improvement to his game. Oh yeah, so that's that's always fun to watch. And uh, plus with Judges Town, which you know definitely helps. I guess. I mean, they're 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 kind of judgy, but I, it, you know, they work. Sometimes they go too far. They just glide forever. Sometimes you know, that's part of it. <laughs> it's just you know, you just got to know uh, with the judge. It's just gonna just gonna keep going. Yeah, it's fine. Well, we've got a a great show for you guys tonight. We are going to recap the European Disc Golf Championship. Uh, we are going to talk and preview and do picks for the MVP open at Maple Hill. So we'll, we'll get onto that big time tournament coming up and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about our excitement for, for worlds that is in two weeks. And then we'll do our world famous deer review, our disc and beer pairing where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both and let you know whether you should bring it on the course tonight. We have little juice coop by three head spring company that we're pairing with the Latitude 64 Bryce, which is the overmold uh, control driver by uh, Latitude 64. And uh, basically, I, I think this pairing comes down to the fact that we feel like a guy named Bryce might drive a like a, a sports coupe, right? Yeah, like a, like a Mazda Miata? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he and, uh, and, uh, and his uh, buddy Jamie, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I was gonna go more in depth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that works. All right, uh, you you. Uh, so, are you ready to hit up the uh, European Disc Golf Championship? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. So, uh, I'm gonna if if you had to guess what European player would win the European Disc Golf Championships, what do you think? Who who would that be? Uh, Simon's from Europe, right? Yes, he is Germany, and and he played in that tournament, right? He did. Uh, Simon. Yes, you are absolutely correct. Who? I was I was worried. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you really kind of went out on a limb there, but luckily, 
I, I nailed you it. You managed to nail it. So, uh, yeah, Simon Lazat won the European Disc Golf Championship with a score of 32 under. And then uh, Seppo in second place at 27 under. And uh, a name that I cannot pronounce at all. Joe, can you look at this? Like, hot. Oh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, thanks for that zoom in. Um, yeah, uh, you know, like there are more. I like I I feel terrible, but at my European pronunciation, so I am I am like endlessly sorry about this. But I honestly don't know how to pronounce this name at all. But if I were to pronounce it in in English, it'd be Viano Michaela. So I'm gonna go with that. I, yeah, go for it. At at 24 down. But there's lots of little little things above the letters and stuff like that. And I'm a dumb American, so I'm sorry. Uh, and then in a four-way tie for uh, fourth place, we have KJ Naibo, Silver Lat, Leo Piernan, and Pasi Koivu at 20 down. So, And then we have Holly Storr in eighth place, uh, Marvin Tetzel, and Linus Carlson, and Timo Nusinen. In ninth place, all those guys that great thing out. is out of the I don't know what is that one two three four five six seven eight nine ten, ten, eleven players you named. I have heard of nine of them. Yeah, and I I feel like aside from uh um the one that shall never be named again because I can't pronounce it. I feel like I I got most of the rest of their names right. So uh I did I brought up in the pre-show I didn't bring up this actual show um. My wife and I have been watching tons of Lord of the Rings. Like, we're re-watching those movies. We're going through this again. And uh, that name just looks like it's written in Elvish. It, you know, actually, that's true. It, I'm fairly certain that's what's on the inside of the, the ring. Like, I feel like there's a R somewhere in there that you're not... Probably. I, uh, like, when you watch Lord of the Rings, like, Mordor. Like, it's super overpronounced. Sorry. Possibly. Just had to put it out there. Possibly. But uh, if, if you're out there, uh, please tweet us or uh, hit us up and, and let me I know. I don't want to tweet. I don't want to message on Facebook. I don't want something in Slack unless it is uh, you recording on your phone. That's and true, And sending us an audio file or calling the Raptor Range 707-939-5476 and telling us. I'll, I'll take a pronunciation breakdown. I mean, we could probably... Uh, we're no, it, like still, we're gonna jack that up. Like I want to hear it correctly. So uh, he's Finnish, and uh, and a professional, obviously. Um, so it's it's a uh, it's it's you know Finnish pronunciation. So I have no idea. That doesn't help me at all. But nope. But I I do know that. So someone I'm sure listening can help with that. So yay for Simon. I yeah. I, you know. Is that his first win of the year? Might be. It might be. I actually. feel like he might have won something <clears throat> somewhere. I think he did. Yeah. Um. But good. I feel like he he needed that. So player statistics twenty eighteen. He's had eleven tournaments. He yeah he won the memorial. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And, and he the won the of Battle Seattle. of Seattle. But the memorial, the memorial is, is, a big is, deal. The, is a big deal. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that was yeah, totally. Um, good for him though. Good Very win. early like in the it. year. That was in February. So yeah, been a while. Been a while. Oh god, really? God damn it, Joe. Yeah, I just you know always <laughs> need to hear that drowning pool. <laughs> I don't know any of these. They're all the same band. <laughs> I'll say I'm not sure. <laughs> it's probably Nickelback, but it'd be Creed. It'd be dry. I don't puddle of mud. They're all the same. All right. Well, stained. Yeah, <laughs> it was stained. It totally was stained. Oh, I'm, yeah. Oh, I I have no idea. It, I'm it just, was. I'm it just was. trying to get past it, Joe. I just I have no idea. I don't. They also did that song. I don't really know. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, in the uh, FPO division, we had Henna Blumrus, uh in first place at eight down, and then Evelina Salonen in second place at five down. And uh, and then in third place, we had Christian Tatar in at five over. So we had two two players that, you know, really. I'll tell you right now, I would have put my money on. Evelina Salonen. Yeah, absolutely. But well done, Henna. Bloomers is not a bad play either. You know, given given the the turf. But yeah. Hard. But yeah. So, um, you ready to go on to the Maple Hill Open, the MVP Open? Sorry, at uh, Maple Hill. Well, purely because we're talking about tournaments, I do want to take one uh, quick little stop to shout out. Uh, Friend of the show, Jeff Faze, being on CCDG for the Oakland City Championships. It was pretty rad. I know you haven't had a chance to. I have not. And I'm I'm embarrassed to say so. Right. Well, sometimes you just got to do like 15 mock drafts in a day. And well, I'm working, you know, Cisco. like it's it's like easy to take a, a, a do a mock draft in the background <laughs> and like, shut up. Okay. <laughs> God, Rob wants gotta, to win. It's all why right. you got to call me out? And I love winning, um, but it's super cool. It and watching watch. watching the Oakland Open isn't going to going to make me better at disc golf. So it, yeah. it does. Every time I watch it, it makes me want to go play Lake Chabot. It's just like so far for how close it is to us. Yeah, isn't that's the the golf course one, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, like it's like a nine hole, but each hole has like a different has multiple tees and multiple baskets. That's a fun idea. Yeah. Someday it'll probably happen. Yeah. I'm sure that the the coverage is great. I actually can't wait to watch it. But uh, okay. in the meantime, I okay. have <laughs> approximately 57, 69 more mock drafts to do. Um, so I'm looking at this. We have the, the open at Maple Hill. We have all the players up right now. A disc golf pro tour event. So we will have live coverage and we will have wonderful you disc live stats i feel like there was a i'm i'm surely tripping but i feel like there was a tournament at least one tournament where paul Macbeth claimed wherever he was living rather than huntington beach really yeah i like where like oklahoma he was in like some random place living or it's where like Virginia or something, like or something. That. yeah. I feel like I but, saw that. Uh, okay. Sorry, my no need to <laughs> think about it all. What I just talked about. Cool story, Joe. Yeah, I'm sorry. So Maple Hill uh, again. This is a a bucket list bucket list course um, for for everyone 
in disc golf. Like it's it's not only picturesque, it is challenging. It has all kinds of of different types of shots. You have wide open shots over water. You have thickly wooded uh, shots. It's just one of those courses that you know is is iconic for for disc golf. This is. This it's one of those courses that you can have a stroke lead and uh, not make an island on the final hole, and yeah, absolutely, side. And or have a two-stroke or three-stroke lead, and absolutely, like it. There is a lot of margin for error on this course, and uh, the players that can stay clean, you know, you you this like your your classic Michael Johansson course here, where where uh, the players that can throw straight uh, frozen rope for, for yeah. 350 there's also feet. big big open stuff too it's yep. the ob is nothing close to uh what was that one we just uh the ledge ledgestone yeah nothing close to that amount of ob no it's still there but it's not it's not quite as uh as forced as as the natural parts of this course are punishing enough that you don't need to yeah make a, a whole bunch of artificial Exactly. Extra, I'm going to hurt you. And uh, just in general, one of the most prestigious courses in, in, in all of disc golf. So not to mention that it has uh, multiple multiple pin and multiple uh, tee positions. So you can go play Maple Hill Golds and, and have the most challenging, you know, gold to gold course like the pros play. Or you can play a shorter version. Right, and and we're gonna get the real deal now. So if this tournament, Paige loses and then comes out and says, "I don't think anyone looks forward to playing Maple Hill," then everyone will know it's it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't think that happens. Most everyone is stoked. I think this is a lot of pros say this is their favorite. It course. really is. It went um, more often than not when when you see that come across when players get asked on on various uh, media outlets what their favorite course is. Maple Hill is often mentioned. So yeah. um I it's it's not surprising at all. It's on it's on my list. Yeah. So it's it's well run and um and well designed and, and very challenging. So uh and not to mention just looks beautiful. So it's gonna be great to see uh the coverage of it and and uh watch everybody battle it out in kind of the uh a very challenging course and a warm up to worlds. So it's right. That's a big warm up to worlds too. By the yeah, way, yeah, this is an awesome. This stretch. is like this is uh yeah. This isn't like a B tier that you play on your way to worlds. This is like a legit get after it. Uh, top tier talents most likely gonna win this yeah. tournament. I mean, this is one of those stretches, you know, of, of disc golf where it's like, oh, okay. Uh, Worlds is coming up, but you know there's this other. T- oh no no no! It's the MVP Open at Maple Hill, right before. So like this is probably the best two week. <laughs> Sorry, this screen's been up for a long time. Has Calavisco always been from Little Canada? <laughs> yeah. For real? <laughs> yeah. Wow, I've never noticed that ever. That can't be. Is that a real? There's a real place in Minnesota called Little Canada. Bro, it's Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I think was that last. I think last episode. Was that a Canadian? That. <laughs> that was your Canadian Minnesota accent. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. No, that's Minnesota accent. Minnesota. 
Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I saw that. Just it's like it's it's there. Sorry. Oh yeah, we little Canada, Minnesota. <laughs> hey, you know it's like a big Canada, you know, a little Canada. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for bothering you. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I, I just had to. <laughs> Two weeks in a row of, of Canadian accents. Good. <laughs> oh man, we're we're gonna be in so much trouble. We're not, Vince. Listen. Yeah, you're right. Actually, <laughs> Vince. Being... <laughs> Vince. Speaking of Vince, which... actually probably made phone calls home. Was like, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I may have. Uh... Swayed them against us. <laughs> Vince actually uh, I, he hit us up. I think he emailed us, and he's like, I, "I'm so sorry." I'm so sorry. <laughs> Rad guy. <laughs> we need uh, to go there, by the way, and drink beers. He uh, he did like my uh, my deep pull of Guelph as a as a Canadian city. So he was <laughs> impressed. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> we actually just. Uh, we're just cruising that city because you said it, and <laughs> didn't want you to look like a fool. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting a little Irish there, my friend. D- I've, I've accents are not a thing I do. <laughs> They're definitely not. Right up there with singing, there's just things that I can't. I can't do. I already went too far trying. I, uh, I, I happen to know that Guelph was not made up uh, in the last week because I've been there a long time ago. Oh, that's an actual. Oh shit, it's legitimate. I'm, yeah, I've been there. Why do you think I like? It's one of like three Canadian cities I've been to. So I, well, I've never been to Canada. I, mean, I haven't been a lot of places actually. I haven't been to. I haven't been to Australia, New Zealand, I, uh, Europe in any way, shape, or form. Oh, I went to uh, to Guelph uh, for a landscape architecture conference. So, yay me! I've been to to Vancouver as well. I went to. Uh, Mexico City and Chicago and Boston for boys and girls slip shit. Wow, Joe, you're you're quite the traveler. I was just listing Canadian cities, not places I've been in my life. No, that's all I've been basically. <laughs> uh, I've been in Nevada <laughs> and Washington and Oregon. That's like all the states I got. Those are all the ones I got. Wow. And uh, and I went to Mexico. That's all I got. Uh, uh, just a a man of the world. Just totally a world traveler. I've been everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Except for everywhere. <laughs> All right. So, I think it's time that we did some picks. Because we have not done that in a very long time. All right. I'm and pretty positive I won last time. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. So, we'll, Shit, we'll do our really top four. That. Yeah, that's right. Damn it. <laughs> that's my other thought. All right, I'm going to go four. I'm just going to I'm getting after it. Four. Do it, Joe. I know what you want to do. Just say yes. Shit. There's do it. so many good players. Just just go with your heart. I'm going to go Sexton. Yeah. Oh, come on. That wasn't your heart. Your heart is Michael Johansson. That's what I'm taking it for. Okay. Um. It's been so long since we've done picks. Joe is like struggling to remember the names of players. I'm not at all. It's just there's so me? many I'll, good players. I tell you like, what, I'm already like I I'll, want... I'm going to zoom in a little bit so you can you read them. Uh, wait, hold on. You in you, third you place? You can read right. In, no, I thought you were like showing me pictures. Do you? Would you like me to sign you the 
the names? Signs don't work. That's still like spelling. Okay. Just, uh, show me pictures. Pull up pictures of each of them. Like here, I'm flapping my wings right now. That that's uh that's for eagle, like man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I can't think of other ways to. Uh, I'm. All right, so and fourth. I'm going to take Rick in third. Rick in third. Okay. Um, I am going to take Eagle in third. I'm going to take Paul in second. I'm going to take Ricky in second. I'm going to take Eagle for the win. I'm taking Paul for the win. Like, you took all the picks I actually wanted, and I was like, I'm going to just go different. I'm just going to get after it. And this will be the one that Paul wins, because I, fi- I feel like I've picked Paul to win pretty much every tournament, and now he's going to win. But I still, I like those picks. Um, the main reason I'm taking Paul to win is because we've never had like the the back to back for the for the player this year, and Ricky's gonna win Worlds next next week. And for that to happen, Paul has to win Maple Hill. Gotcha, gotcha. So I still think Paul's gonna given win Worlds, that that so that's I uh, the difference. Given that I have you know gone all you, in, you went all in on Rick on early, Rick early, early, early winning world. So so noticeable. It's not or, that I no, I think Paul's going to win. I need him to win because that's really the only way Rick can win worlds. Right. Notable people we left all, off. All right. Here, but one more thing. Okay. What are the odds that the winner of Maple Hill wins worlds? What do you what do you think? Well, how how would you feel about it? I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think so either. This year has been crazy. Yeah, no, I, that's that's not gonna happen. Um, okay, but I, I notable I names point out, we left notable, off. Notable names we left off. Simon off the bat. Yeah, but an, another one that's way down there. Uh, I mean, as far as rating. Um, Pretty positive former Maple Hill winner, maybe uh, once or twice, Jeremy Colling. Yeah. Um. I mean, the 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 whole top James Conrad looking at can can do work, and I would uh-huh. be blown away. Conrad's uh, a, a a good Maple Hill player. I'm excited. I hope I hope Kevin Jones gets on a card. We see. Yeah. I really want to see him smash out at Maple Hill. Um. We've got some some double G's uh, uh, signature Sonics on the way. So yep, that was I was I was he does I well. was between him and Sexton for my fourth. Really, I can't believe you and I weren't on the same page with MJ. We even talked about him already. Why don't you love MJ anymore? I love MJ. I just think there's enough holes on that course. He went to a playoff last year, didn't he? At Maple Hill, I thought so. Maybe I'm crazy. Yeah, there, there's just yeah. You might be right. I just know there are some booming holes that. Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Just look up MJ because you'll see his. Oh, that's a good point. You could probably just click on him and see his wins because that was. What was the was that the NT that he won? What is the, he he won his first NT last year? I don't remember what it was. So let's see. Do, do, do. Heading down Isle Wild. Where is. You're supposed to be talking right now, Joe. 
Oh, sorry. This is making I'm, I'm looking at the very... pictures on the screen because I, I don't know how to read. Um, but yeah, I he did he. Uh, I I know there are um, there are like tightly wooded. There are places where the comet is king, but there's just there's a handful of holes like right off the bat too that are, you know, the 550 foot bombs that uh although he oh, of course yes yeah. he has he has sneaky distance like way more distance than you would actually like expect all right so uh it when it was the vibram open last year he placed 17th okay so you're so, tripping. so i'm i'm hella drunk yeah um <clears throat> so yeah i just don't i and it was uh and then last year so it was ricky wysocki won Paul Macbeth, Eagle McMahon. So Barsby was a name I was thinking of too. Yeah, Conrad we talked about too. Sexton, Lazat, Kale Lavisca. Well, and yeah. Lazat, I mean not Lazat. Sexton is. Uh, I think he's coming into his own. Just like I talked about in the pre-show with Robin, we are doing a a, a disc golf podcast, fantasy football league this year. Um, last year it was brought up. And we said no because Robin had a new child and was trying to figure it all out and there's no time, none of that. And uh, now, you know, hit a s- little bit of a stride and things are good. I feel like the same thing, like Sexton is just stepping to that now too. With his daughter, he's like, I can do things and things are going to be fine and I can focus on the game and life's good. As we saw last week with his win. Yeah. So uh, should we hit uh, FPO? Is Paige Pierce playing? Uh, I I would assume so. She's gonna win. You sure? I mean, it's this has been uh, this has been. She's not had a a good uh, a good tournament of late. It's been lots. Didn't she of, win a tournament two weeks ago? Maybe. <laughs> yes, she did. Just lose a tournament. But but uh, down to nine seventy three on her rating. Down or up? Down. Yeah. What was she at? I don't remember, but I know it was higher than that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I know. I don't know. Sorry. Why do you ask questions? That you're hurting my feelings right now. I love you. I'm sorry. But uh, so Paige Pierce is your highest rated player going in at 973. And then we have Sarah Hokum, Katrina Allen, Lisa Fakus, Jessica Weiss, Madison Walker, Paige Bierkus, Zoe Andyke, Re- Rebecca Cox, Holly Finley, Kona Panis. Uh, you know, Ellen Winboom. What do you think, Joe? You think uh, I think Hannah Macbeth is already rated higher than I probably could ever be rated. Really? Well, at eight seventy nine. She's just no. She's you rising. you you are a, a nine hundred plus rated disc golf. Oh, thanks, buddy. Come on. Uh, I think you get to go first on <laughs> FPO. <clears throat> we doing top three? Yeah. Okay. So, um. I am going to take. Uh, I'm going to go Madison Walker in third. I'm going to go Paige Bierkus. Okay, I will take Sarah Hokum in second. I'm going to go Cat Allen. Okay, I'm I'm going to take Paige Pierce to win. I'm going to take Tina. No, I'm sorry, Tina. I'm taking Paige Pierce. Also, I like it. Yeah, uh, it's I, a Paige Birkis has been k- 
killing it recently. I think she's going to continue that streak. She has been playing extremely well. <laughs> she actually has been playing so well. I don't know if you saw this. But she uh, decided to take a semester off of college. Yeah, I did see that. Because she's she is really crushing. Yeah. Like, it makes sense. I mean, I get it. No, it totally, totally does. And when dynamic discs, you know, being, being... Yeah, and they're like, hey, you do this, and also, like, you win a tournament or you place in a couple tournaments and mm-hmm. you're you just paid for your semester like red yeah or, i mean she she uh she won the the pittsburgh flying disc open uh she's got let's see one two three wins so far this year and uh uh one two three second place finishes and a third place finish i mean she's having a, a terrific year i'm just really fantastic play um, and you know she's been very active with dynamic discs in their uh, in their media as well. So uh, another player that that we'd love to see more from, um, and and see her kind of ascend to the to the top level. That'd be great. So it's nice to nice to see that happening. For sure. <laughs> that sounded sarcastic, Joe. What what what's your problem with women? Like what? You don't you don't you don't want to see Paige do well? Is it, see, is it the problem that there's two pages? You don't want to have have to choose? No, I would love a a page v page like playoff. That would be amazing. A, a PP playoff. <laughs> Sorry, that was an elaborate setup uh, uh, to say uh, that. A a a PPPB <laughs> playoff. I apologize for that everyone. I just I just really wanted to... Uh, a PPPBP? <laughs> so many Bs. Just just Ps everywhere. I don't know that I want that. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> now that we finished the uh, the MVP Open at Maple Hill, we got Worlds in two weeks, Joe. What do you think? We have a, uh, a longstanding bet. I chose Ricky Waisaki early on in the year. And um, I think I chose anyone else. I think that was. A I bet. gave you the field at that point, and yeah. then it got uh, revised. I believe at some point to something else. I can't remember. I don't think it did. I think that's like pretty much. Uh, that's what it is. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure you did something different after the fact. But why would I? Why would I change but, that? But in all, uh, in all actuality, because you're you. you, you do that stuff all the time. But in all actuality, you believe Paul Macbeth is going to win. I do. So, I'm going to stick to it. I still need to believe that Ricky Waisaki is going to win. But, don't you think maybe it's it's Eagle? Sorry for the dramatic pause. I was really thinking about it. It's been a lot of your dramatic pauses tonight. I know. I'm sorry. Um... Sorry. No. So so sorry. So sorry. I I don't. Really? I don't. I um I wouldn't be upset. Obviously that happens. I just don't I don't know that he's he's got the the head for it just yet. Really? You think it's a mental thing? Are you- I mean, oh <laughs> There's no way I could say it's a ability thing. Yeah. Like that would be the most ridiculous statement for me to say, I don't think he can do it because he doesn't have the yeah. skill set to win worlds. Yeah. Um, there's just so much riding on it. And maybe he does, and I feel like 
Um, I don't know why. So he has been like a streaky tourer mm-hmm. this year. Like he doesn't, he's not hitting all the big tours. He's taking his time here and there and, and going back and forth between home and, and getting after it. And that might be to his benefit, but it could also be because um, it's stressful and he needs to like, recenter and, and with that said um he's doing the right thing but going from maple hill to to worlds um two very high stress very demanding courses you know if there is a little bit of like the reason he is taking some weeks off here and there is to like focus and and get the mental piece going uh i, I don't think that going back to back those two is going to be favorable for him okay i i want to believe like i know that i've picked uh i i want to believe listen i think he's amazing like i said he has the skill set without a doubt i mean i think he has one of if not the best backhand in the game and probably the best forehand in the game i haven't seen him throw an overhand but probably if he wanted to he could uh, his putts are solid, but it's really when it comes down to it, mental is the only hurdle for him. Like honestly, any tournament he loses is is mostly probably in his head more than anything else. I I guess yeah. I I I also just I don't know that it whether it's in his head or just he's so young and 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 inexperienced it might not be in his head it, it could just be the fact that he doesn't have the experience to to you know go through those different situations so i, I don't know that i would necessarily i i feel like he's you know he when i watch him he plays pretty smart it's just he does and this year he's been playing way smarter yeah, than he has in the past. so i don't really see it as like a like necessarily a, a a mental thing, but I think that it could be an experience thing for sure in terms of, of, um, you know, the decision making based on, on, you know, your, uh, your professional disc golf experience. Well, that, that could be, but it's also the distance that he's throwing and the shots that he's making. Not many other people have to make those decisions. No, and when I say mental, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about like choosing the best line. That that's not. I'm talking about when you line up for a 35 foot putt with everything on the line. Like, do you have the no, fortitude no, no, to I, focus? That's and, what that that was my and point. Keep your okay. Yeah. All right. No, 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 no. I I meant that like I I don't know that he has a focus issue. I just I just feel like you know maybe it's just an experience issue rather than a than a focus issue. I yeah, understood it could, what you, it could be. What you it could meant. be. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm just. It's the, um, you know, when the weight, when the weight of the world's on your shoulders. Yeah, and but he's had both of those. He's had them where where he's, uh, where he's let it go, and he's had them where he's held strong and won. And how's that song uh, go? And <laughs> and I'm sure you've heard it more than once. No, <laughs> but uh, but I don't know. Um, it, it's. It's hard to say, but it it just kind of feels like maybe 
this could be Eagles' chance to jump up there. And look at that. Like, his rating has jumped to 10.45. Yep. He's, he's uh, and with Ricky Wysocki at 10.47 and Paul McBeth at 10.48. I mean, he should be talked about at the same level as those guys. It's not. Without a doubt. Oh, no, that's not at all what I'm, and, uh, yeah. If, if any part of me sounded like I, I don't feel like he's at that level, I apologize. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that I I want to pick Eagle. No, I understand. Even I though, feel like I feel like Paul's first worlds, he was in that same boat as Eagle. Like he exactly. was this young gun, they're like yep. he can't do it. Who's this guy? And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this <laughs> I'm is just gonna the best. rattle these off, it's cool. Yeah, hey, what's up? And then, you know, Ricky with his little revenge tour that he's done and uh and I, you know, I don't know. Um I think that if you if you had to choose which disc golfer you'd want to be in terms of skill, it's obviously Eagle. Eagle can do things that those other two can't. Um, and, uh, you know, Ricky's still the best putter in the world. And Paul McBeth can can go supernova, super saiyan, and, and just go nuts for, for periods of time. But... Oh, it's gonna be hard. I don't know. I don't know which way I'll go, and it. I feel like it has to be one of those three. I'm. I'm pretty confident that it's gonna be one of those three. But um, if anybody else could take it, who do you want it to be? Um, I would love to see Sexton. I. I think that that he Sexton is uh such a great figure in our sport, and having him as a world championship champion would be amazing. So. By the way, we just got a message from Vince, uh, who ended his message with, sorry, eh? He did not. He d- definitely did. That's why I put that there for you to look at. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I mean, former world champion, I would I would love, I'd be beside myself for friend of the show, Nate Doss, to come with into the worlds. That would be cool, too. I'm very I'm not going to put that. a bet on it. <laughs> So uh, we're we're in agreement that the uh, the Nates are going to win worlds. What what if it was a? Uh, all right, so here we go. The Nates go into a playoff, and the playoff goes so long that they just shake hands and declare a tie. It goes so long that they say CTP, and one just lands exactly exactly on, the other one. on top, and they just share the championship. And we have a Nate, Nate's Nate's World Nate's, World Championships Nate Squared World Championship. Uh, that would be the ideal situation. I I think that there's really no other way to do this. Nate's lock make it, it in, make it happen. Nate's 2018. Nate's Nate's 2018. <laughs> oh God! Not you, Panda. <laughs> You're cool too, though. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I think it's time for our world famous deer review. Our disc and beer pairing. Where we take a disc, we take a beer, we review them both, and let you know whether you should bring it on the course. Tonight we have the Little Juice Coop by Three Heads Brewing Company, a 6.5% hoppy lager, and we're pairing that with the Latitude 64 Bryce, which is a nine-speed six-six nope. glide, nope, minus U-turn. And two fade. So the disc says minus one. It does. We're, we uh, pulled some numbers off infinite. Yeah. Uh, and they're still wrong. Which are closer. 
Closer, yeah. To to what? So Bryce is a overmold. It is. It's latitude sixty four. Is one of their uh, first runs. So they did three uh, overmold discs, I believe. They did uh, the Sarek, the Gobi, and the uh, Bryce. Bryce. Um, and uh, so this is one of them. And it's it's uh, more in the MVP Axiom world. There's not little. I don't know what to call them on the Innova overmolds. Oh, Innova is the only one that does that. Yeah, those little tabs or whatever. I've those heard are. Uh, Yukun also does that, but don't worry about that. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, um, where do you want to start? You want to go uh, disc or let's start beer? disc and we'll drink the beer throughout because I haven't even taken a sip yet. Um, this disc is understable. It's understable. Like I, there's not, um, yeah, looking at the numbers and then I looked at the numbers on infinite and then we threw it granted. And and I will be, and I think this will, um, better represent the, the fact that it's understable. Unfortunately, I probably shouldn't even like be admitting this, but I threw this disc in dress clothes and dress shoes. You threw it fine. I threw it totally fine. No, I feel 100% confident with... Listen, you can ball out in whatever you want, dude. I'm, like, like, I'm just saying I feel totally confident with the throws, and I threw it multiple times and did the same thing every time. Was that just like a humble brag? You're like, hey, I threw this disc in dress pants. No, unfortunately... And I threw uh, it hella far. No, unfortunately, it was more the reference that um, my X step is for show, and it does nothing to like <laughs> do anything. Like It was really just a... A more pronounced reach back and a snap, and uh, it uh, did things. As did lots of other discs we threw. We threw another disc, and I'm not going to tell you what it is yet because we're going to do it in a different episode. We threw another disc with this that we thought had similar numbers. Super cool disc. Way better. Super cool disc. Yeah, like we we should have like we like, should have gotten to this like one. We should probably buy like a couple of that other one. Cause yeah. We're both going to want to carry that. Like probably. it's probably next week, ep- next week's episode, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, one I part know, partial chip. I know we have a, a Bryce or two in our Slack group. Whoa. Um, Whoa. But this did not do your name. Well, <laughs> Oh, I take that back. I, I totally take that back. That was, that was, that was a not cool thing for me to say. And also, we should mention that uh, Joe brought out a uh, what was the weight on that sidewinder? One twenty-five. Uh, Robin threw a uh, a hyzer flip all the way over and got it to pancake on the flight plate. Yep, landed on the flight plate. And threw a roller uh, that never got more than three feet off the ground, hit the ground at a I would say fifteen degree angle. Yep. Uh, Stood up straight and it went 325 feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's real. Like, I honestly might bag a super low weight Sidewinder for, like, the trickiest of trick shots. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it was all kinds of fun. So, and uh, so I threw a, a hyzer flip with it uh, and it maybe went 200 feet, maybe like 225 or something like that. Uh, flipped all the way over and landed on the face of the disc and skipped like another 10 feet or something yep. like that. Yep. Like, all right. But 
We're reviewing the Bryce. Well, I mean, but could we just talk about the 135? I would games? like to. I would like to, but let's uh, 125, <laughs> like even <laughs> 125. 125. Um, so the Bryce, the Bryce, we looked at the numbers on the disc. The numbers on the disc, we should start say nine six minus one two. So Robin brought out a whole bunch of discs that had similar numbers to that, and they all flew really similar. To each other and not the Bryce. Yeah. Like, I could not... Normally, I, I feel like I do a pretty good job of of pulling discs that, that match, that, that we can kind of compare to. Um, and so I was looking at the Bryce. Uh, the, the, you know, disc itself said 9, 6, minus 1, 2. So I'm like, okay, it's a 9-speed. Um, the minus one, maybe that's kind of a beat-in number, like some of the Zinova stuff. So I I grabbed uh, Thunderbirds, I grabbed Volts, I grabbed uh, I grabbed CD twos, um, I grabbed uh, T Bird threes, and uh, a couple I other brought things. Out an Eagle, even though it's a it's a lower speed. Brought an Eagle, um, some of this other stuff, and all those discs. Yeah, okay, the CD twos and the Thunderbirds are basically the same thing. And the Volt, you know, we have a couple different versions of it. Uh, one of them was pretty stable. The other is a little bit more understable. But overall, you know, pretty similar. You can get some nice straight lines out of it. We brought a Culver in out there. Um, yeah. You know. So these are all this that we've reviewed before. And I feel like even though we're talking about the Bryce, like we should take a moment to talk about a couple of these just purely because we reviewed them yeah. before. And uh, some of them were in more neat than the last time we threw them well uh the culverin i think was pretty much exactly what we said yes yeah, no it's a so l- somewhat beat in none, none of that changed um the vault uh, so when we reviewed the vault you had not thrown the electron vault i hadn't thrown the electron i only threw the uh eclipse and so then watching the uh oakland city championship with phase like he throws a eclipse volt like for a, a pretty much like stable to overstable fairway yeah. which it was and then i threw the electron volt and like it turned and yeah had nice glide and went far like and it, i it i was, brought that up neat. when we reviewed it but you I did had too and i figured i i mean i assumed and I, I think i reviewed it that way but i just wanted to confirm my review of it that and the more base plastic, it is lots flippier, and it was nice. It was really nice. Yeah, no, it's it's cool. It's a good disc. I I really like it. Um, and, and I feel like we reviewed the CD two, and it was a while. Like I feel like we reviewed the CD two, and it was based on me throwing it even months before the actual review, and then throwing that. Uh, like I threw your, you have like a swirly star or swirl S line, yeah. CD two, that uh, so much glide. And like I, I threw it in like a slight headwind, and uh, it 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 went real far. I know. I I've I, been bagging that one. I think I got like three three eighty ish with a with it, and it was yeah. It was, it they was go nice. far. They Sorry. go far. Sorry. Anyways, back to the Bryce. Back to the, back to the Bryce. So, but what what the happened, Bryce was not close to any of those discs. By the way, really, it was not. It was so my, much more my understable. First, my first throw, I threw on Heiser. It flipped up, turned over, didn't come back. Yeah, and and every single time we tried, 
we and and we and it turned out that was in a tailwind. Yeah, we turned the Bryce over a lot, and and I I don't know. I think the only time it didn't turn over is because you super skied it. Yeah, no, that's the only time I wasn't able to turn it over. Um, was when I put way too much air underneath it. It still turned, but it faded out. Uh, and this is a 174 gram. So to me, uh, this this is like a mamba. And I know you haven't thrown a mamba. No. Um, but uh, but a mamba is a similar speed range. I think it's like a 10 speed. That's a 10. Um, and it's a minus five. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, this uh, the Bryce is like a minus three or a minus four somewhere in that range. It's not quite as understable. But if if I if you and I give this thing full strength, it will turn over. Oh yeah, like there's looking at the fade number. I I can't really tell you what the fade number is. Yeah, because every throw I had, granted, I'm real bad at powering down. We've talked about it. I've gotten better, but I'm still out there. Every throw I threw with the Bryce finished to the right, right hand, yep. backhand. Yeah, uh, every single throw. There wasn't a single one that hooked up and faded back, so I can't tell you what the fade is because it didn't come back. Yeah. Um, I mean, the speed's okay. I guess glide's okay, but it just... I I would say that it's more of an eight-speed. Me too. Um, Me too. Personally, just the the feeling, Um, and I'd say it's more of a minus three turn. Um, Glide, no. I I think that it's probably a five glide. Yep. Um, Somewhere in that range. Like uh, if if you look at the reviews on on Infinite, you're you're seeing people that are like throwing in the 300 foot range, and it's like trying to get extra distance, um, you know, out of it. And I could see that being the case. Like it's understable enough that if if you're in that range and you want extra distance, it's understable enough to to do that. Uh, if you're throwing uh, 350 feet or more, this is going to be very understable. Um, like, yeah, like, uh, don't, I uh, like n- would never throw it in a headwind, uh, would use it only for uphill shots or tailwind shots. Um, it, it was even when I tried to do pretty severe hyzer flips, I still ended up flipping to flat and then getting turn, uh, on, on pretty, pretty major hyzer angles. So, oh yeah, I was I was hyzer and hard, and it was just it, it went bye bye. So um, I I could see it. I could see this as a nice uh, beginner jump up from from the the fairway drivers it, when you're you're working your way up in in distance. But I don't know that I would recommend this for for a more advanced players that that have uh, bigger arms. This is it was uh it was tough to. To, to get the sweet spot on it for me. Um, and and uh, you struggle to, to power down, but I have no problem doing that. And I mm-hmm. couldn't, I couldn't get it right. So like it had more turn than um, my S line FD. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And with that said, like I can get my FD out further in yeah, a line that I, I like better. I absolutely. And still finish right. Like yep. this, because of it being a little faster, I guess. The turn was more drastic. I don't know, or it's just way more, <laughs> or way less turn. If you're talking about negatives, um, yeah, it's it went right. It went right. It was consistently right. 
Yeah. But uh I, I mean yeah. the, it's understable so it it has a use. Um and and I wasn't expecting it to be as understable as it you know. No, we looked at like, I, like I said we looked at the numbers that are on the disc and I know they went through the numbers again and I actually tried to uh, I think I like was quiet on mic at the beginning of the show cuz I was trying to look on lat 64 and see if it was one of the ones that they got the new numbers on. Yeah. And it looked like it didn't, but I could have missed that. Um, hopefully, they looked at it and, and realized that the numbers are not what they originally thought. Um, I mean, it's it's yeah. clean. It feels good. The plastic's nice, and it uh, it is understable. Yeah, the the inbounds flight chart on the Infinite site that we're looking at uh, has this thing making its way out to like 400 feet. Oh, no, 350 with turn. So, yeah. I mean that's probably about yeah. right. Yeah, that's right. No, and I feel like I could probably get it out to three fifty on like a turnover. Yeah, but if you, if you give this thing three eighty like, to four hundred of power, it is turning over. Like you could, I we could roll this disc. Oh, oh, without a doubt, easily, without a doubt. It's we a didn't, roller. we didn't mean to or want to, but it it was it. This is roller category. Yeah, for sure. And you probably get a nice roll with it, but it, it just yeah, it's definitely not. Uh, it says on its stable fairway driver it is not stable, and, and it has nothing to do with like the speed that we're putting on it. Like we're like I said, there are other nine seeds we threw that are minus one turn that turned a little bit and came back. You know, this it just it for me it never came back. For Robin, it came back one time, and that's just because he put it. I threw it like straight up in the air, eighty-five feet in the air. Yeah, um, I could see it being uh, like a, a niche spot for people who want that. Like, I get. Oh, so this is, this is what I kind of thought it was. Um, so we re, re, we reviewed the track. If you check out my review of the track, the way that a track flies for me, the Vibram track, it's a turnover disc. It's a it's understable. This is like a little bit faster track. Yeah. So with that said. Uh, if you are a Vibram fan and you loved your track and it's gone and you're looking for something, maybe maybe check out a Bryce. But that's that's kind of where it was. It was definitely yeah. was much more understable than I think either of us oh, expected absolutely. at all. I was expecting a a Culverin or a you know like something in that sort of range. Like I was expecting a you know moderately stable. Uh, control driver and which is as evidenced by what i brought out for us to test with it and they it was like all those other discs were like oh yeah these were all very similar i was hoping like, one of them uh, stood uh, out and we we haven't mentioned it because right. we don't want to but we there's one of them in this range that, yeah that we were like well oh i was God. hoping there was like a faster uh possibly longer like glow ft and we found it. Oh, we we did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, but um, we're not. And Joe and I this. are gonna fight about it. <laughs> well, no, we're not, because we're just gonna buy more of them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like really, we're just gonna buy some more. That's of them. true. I think that's just that's gonna happen. Yeah. So uh, tune in to episode one twenty three for probably one twenty three. The culmination of the <laughs> of the. Uh, shh! Don't worry about it. Shh. But uh, yeah. All right. Let's hit the beer. And uh, so this is uh, this is Little Juice Coop by Three Heads Brewing Company. It's a six point five percent 
American Pale Lager. So it says Hoppy Lager. Uh, it's it is hoppy, and it's nice, fresh, like got got a little bubble to it, and pretty smooth. It is. It's smooth for a six five like hoppy lager. So I guess if I. I Hoppy lager just sounds weird. I guess for me, when I think lager, I'm you thinking think, like, yeah, like like a like kind of smooth flavor and like like a Semitics, like something that's just like uh, very low alcohol and um, maybe more malty. So like when yeah. the hop comes in, um, it's it's kinda, almost like it's like a tame pale ale. It, you know what this is? Well. Uh, is, well, it's way more alcohol than a pale ale. Uh, uh, have you ever had a uh, Dale's pale ale? Oh, okay, all right, fair enough. Boom. But, but um, but it this is like the crossover. So it's it's a six point five percent hoppy lager. That's like pretty much your standard IPA range. Right. 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 But it's so not, like yeah. But so we're calling it a hoppy lager. I don't know where the lager comes at, from, and at, this is the, when I get at that's sixty where I'm like, IBUs, this is an IPA. But it's but it's it's I would put it more like pale ale than IPA. Really? It's I, not. It's not super bitter. No, you're right. You're that that is like true. if you take my reference that I just put out there with yeah. the Dale's pale. Yeah, it's closer to Dale's pale than okay. you would say to like a lager. Yeah, IPA. yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, and those are both six five. Yep. Um, it's nice. It's nice. Um, the can artwork is is rad, or the label artwork is rad. Uh, it's clean. It's nice. It's refreshing. Sixty IBUs. Like that's part of yeah. I was gonna say the IBUs aren't intense. Um, it's got that nice nice carbonation. Um, it's not super malty. It's not. It's got a nice little hop in the front, but it doesn't really follow through. Yeah, a little which fruity. Which is a bad thing. Yeah, it's it's a nice um, laid back drinker. I think really drinking it like Dale's. Let's say right now, Dale's Pale Ale. When you drink that, you're like, all right, I get that six five. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily get that here. No, this is this is like very there's sneaky. a little little sneaky six five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it kind of has that like smooth fruity flavor that goes with it. Um, Finish is, I guess, a tiny bit dry, but not too bad. No, and I guess um, it is that that juice, like it is kind of like juicy, um, IPA style hoppy lager. Yeah, and the lager. I'm, I'm, I, I don't understand the lager. I should. There's probably something that makes total sense, and and beer heads are gonna out me for not being an expert. Um, you know, one of these days, uh, maybe like two, three hundred episodes in. We'll become beer experts. I mean, we're doing pretty damn good. We're th- I feel like through the 122 now episodes we've done, we have learned so much about beer and so much about D's and also discs. Yeah, yeah. And uh, somehow not gotten better at any of them except for drinking more beer. No, I'm really good at drinking beer. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, but like, I feel like we've increased our our quota. I think we've done. We're well. We're good at those, and I'm I've I've I do feel confident recommending beers and discs to people. In person, yes, agreed. Which is an, a nice world to live in. 
I mean, one could only hope, given that we review a disc and a beer every week, that we could, off the top of our heads, recommend a disc and a beer pairing to anyone at any point. That's uh, true. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a nice little beer. It's in a sixteen ounce can, which uh, if you've been listening for a while, we're into that. Yeah. And uh, so this is out of New York. Ooh. Have, have we reviewed an, a New York beer yet? I think that's the first one. Maybe. I know we've done, uh, you know, we've done uh, um, uh, Dogfish Head, you know, which is, we, we've done, you know, plenty of East Coast beers, but I don't know that we've done a, a New York one yet. We may have. There might be one. I'm not totally sure, but I feel like maybe, I actually wouldn't be surprised if we've done something else from Three Heads Brewing. We have. We've done. Uh, oh no, no. I don't know if we have. I know we've done multiple dogfish ones. Well, yeah, we've done that. I'm just thinking but. it's it's Tavor. This came from Tavor, and uh, usually like they find some breweries that they connect with well and yeah, and move that way. So I wouldn't be blown away if we've had something else, but also, yeah. it's cool. I like it. It's a good beer. I don't. I I like it a lot. It's pretty, pretty. Uh, you know. Common flavor, a little bit of hop flavor to it. Uh, definitely um, pretty smooth and a little bit fruity. Um, it's it's good. Yeah, yeah. So he's a sneaky 6.5. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Approved. All right. So beer's good. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll carry if uh, if it was available easily. I would rock these in my bag for sure. I don't think – I haven't seen it anywhere but – the Tavor, so probably not, but uh, it's a nice little beer. I'd, I'd get after it uh, yourself. Um, yeah, I like it. I I would absolutely, had I seen it anywhere else, I would I would rock this. This is good. I think, yeah, 6.5 lives in the wheelhouse of like, you can have like three or four in a round, good to go. Yeah, maybe six. Yeah, totally. Uh, the disc, uh, I'm, I'm cool. Uh, you know, I, I feel like this is one of those discs where had I known that it was this understable, I would have done a better job of, of throwing it because um, I throw discs that are this understable. Um, I just I just wasn't prepared for it. And, and what are those discs? A, a beast. I mean, my beast is very much this understable. Um, like it really is. Uh, but I don't throw it the same way that I throw other discs. Like I make sure that I hyzer it and I aim to the left and I aim high and I get it nose down and I know that it needs space to work. And I feel like if I went back out in the field with that in mind, I could probably recreate some of those results. Um, I mean, I mean, but, we're, we're going to say it's a, a two-speed difference in numbers. Yeah. Technically, like, if you read the disc and look at the beast, it's one. Yeah. In my mind, th- having thrown both, and obviously I've t- come nothing close to throwing the beast as often as you have, the beast is way faster than the Bryce. You, no, totally is. Okay. Totally Just, is. just making sure I'm not going um, on the limb by saying and. That. On top of that, like normally, I do make those adjustments in our throwing periods. You know, like right. I, it's normally something that I'm capable of doing. 
It's, well, you just saw me like in dress clothes and dress shoes, just crushing yeah. shit, and you're like, I don't. Know. Also, uh, I think it's worth noting. We both had real good arm days. We did, yeah. We threw pretty far. We were, we were, we were. Sm- I mean, we, we were, we were throwing nine speed discs like three hundred and eighty feet. I mean, we'll talk about a disc that uh, is a nine speed. Maybe it's ten. I don't know. That uh, you know, I might have thrown like three ninety, three ninety plus on a beautiful line. Yeah. You know, next like week you might hear about beam. that. Disc. You might hear about this next week. Yeah. <laughs> but um. So normally, like, I adjust on that stuff. Like, when we threw the Ragnarok, we didn't know what it was necessarily. And then you crushed it 400 plus. And And then. Oh, this is neat. And then I figured it out. And I'm like, oh, this is what you do with this. And it goes, you know, farther than any disc I've ever thrown. Uh, And so. And I now now own three of them. But whatever. So I I think the big thing about the Bryce is that it's just not. Not meant for for people that that are going to throw 350 plus in power if you're throwing 300 feet and you want to try to get to 325 or or 330 or 340 i think the bryce would be a great step up for you nice little s line yeah um, put some juice on it but if if you're a more powerful thrower i think this is not stable enough to be predictable um on, on normal lines and I think, like, and, looking at and the... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. On top of that, for the lines that you want to throw, if you have that level of power, it's not fast enough. Yeah. So, uh, for me, like, what what I would... If I'm going to be throwing, um, you know, Sky Annie shots or, or big turnover shots, I'm going to pick a faster disc that has the same level of understability and get more distance. Well, and I'll say right now, like if you're looking at the numbers on the disc, the nine, six, minus one, two, aside from the turn being so off, I think the the biggest piece off for me is the glide. Yeah. Right? I think we've we've kind it of was established consistently it, not as far as the right. others. We've we've established on this podcast that six in my mind and in, in our mind is the absolute most glide you can get. Yeah. Any, anyone who yeah. anyone who puts above a six is lying and anybody who is putting a six is probably also lying unless you're an fd yeah or a comet uh, a comet's a nine <laughs> glide like I don't there's care a couple other discs that no totally that. like river has great glide too but th- glide is 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 in my mind one of the touchiest numbers yeah um that Disc golf companies tend to exaggerate or kind of throw out there because it's well. And look at this; as flat as so. All get like out. normally, your glidey discs have some dome to them. This Bryce is flat on top, completely flat on top. Yep, it's not, very much not a six glide disc. There's, all I'm saying is no it, way. Ba- basically, what I'm trying to say is. If you have the power to turn the the Bryce over, right? And you're like, oh, the reason I throw a Bryce is for like long turnover shots. Go get an FD. Yeah. I'd say it's so. gonna go further and smoother and more controllable. Um and it's probably easier to get well no it's not. <laughs> S line FDs are silly right now. 
but uh, that's what I, I said it earlier. For the lines that I got with the Bryce, 100%, I have an S line, little swirly, beautiful pink FD that I'm going to throw every time for that line, and I'll feel 100% more confident throwing that disc than I would the Bryce. Yeah, I agree. Totally. So, um, yeah, I, it, it was kind of, you know, there's a lot of hype around it. We've we've heard people recommend it. So, I, it, I think that thrown partially, you know, we're fell victim to um, perception on this one in terms of what we thought it was going to be versus what it actually was. And I think maybe we, it didn't get a fair shake as a result. But when you give it numbers like that, I don't know what you expect. So... Um, it it is absolutely not a a nine speed, uh, nine speed six glide minus one turn two fade. It's a the, like, none, isn't, isn't that what a river is? Not a single one of those numbers is right. Like I would or is say, a river a ten or is it, no a river's six six speed. I thought a river is a faster disc. No river's a six speed. I don't okay. Yeah, a river but, is more stable than this disc. Possibly, yeah. Um. I'd say this is an eight speed five glide minus three turn and one fade. So I couldn't tell you fade. <laughs> like I didn't see any fades. I didn't see any so. fades, so I can really, <laughs> like, I can I'm saying one is. fade because I Because we don't know. I assume and zero fade is not a real thing. It's gonna come back. It's a yeah. disc. And like this is a one seventy four gram, like it's not beat at all. I don't know what you know. I maybe we got a, a crazy one, but I don't know, man. Uh, it's pretty understable. So um, if if that's I don't think so, I th- there is a place for it, and especially if you are, a, I would say if you're a trilogy person, but I'd almost say like even more so if you're a lat sixty four person. Yeah, I feel like it's comparable. Like I would rather have a seer. Yeah. From West Side. Uh-huh. I would rather have a river, which is also lat. Uh-huh. Um I almost feel it's like in the on the understable world of like the thief. Like it's Yeah, it it it's close, yeah, for sure. Um it's yeah. just uh, you don't expect it from a nine speed like You that. don't, and I get I and really it's it's not a horrible disc. It has its merits. I think just based on the numbers that it was given, like just destroyed it for us. Yeah, I think that. I mean, honestly, we talked about the discs that we brought out to throw. Like, we brought a T Bird three out. <laughs> nothing close. Yeah. Nothing close. Yeah. So different. Like out of all the discs we brought out, so T Bird three being an eight. Four zero two, so slower speed, less glide, and high. You know, a a neutral turn number and same fade. But a T bird three, you can rip hard into a headwind and get a straight flight oh, yeah. with with a little bit of finish. If you throw a uh, Bryce into a headwind, you better expect a roller. With those numbers, we took we took what we took. Thunderbird, Culverin, CD2, uh, T-Bird 3. We brought an Eagle. We an brought Eagle, 
I'll tell you, and a 125, no, dude, we can't talk about that one. We can't talk about that one. I know, dude. We, we just, you should just set up an order right now. We're going to get a couple more of those. Um, we brought a 125 Sidewinder, and I feel like it was closer to the Sidewinder than any of the other discs that we threw. Oh, man. So the last disc that I was able to do a full barrel roll with was a 134-gram uh, Blizzard Ape. That's true. I've seen that also. Yep, I was there. I saw that. So that's that's uh, that's. By good. the way, speaking of which, we're never going to review that. We'll review the Ape probably someday on this shit. Um, God, I bought a Champ Ape way early in my disc golf world just being like, oh, yeah, after throwing a Blizzard Ape and thinking it'd be similar. Nope. Slightly different. Slightly different. And so I went back to the ape once I started breaking 400 like somewhat consistently. Uh, being like, oh, now I can crank it. Now I can really see what an ape does. No, that shit's that's, that's still an ape. Yep. And then you look on infinite and uh, an ape is like, oh, yeah, it's a minus one because everyone throws blizzards. Yeah. <laughs> and not the real deal. Sorry. Ugh. I digress. All right. Um, so, Joe, what's our rating? Uh, we, uh, I guess we have to say, so we love the beer. The yeah, disc, beer's, beer's great. We feel is misunderstood, yet it's not for us. Yes. So we're we're two out of four. Two out of four. Um, gosh. This is a tough one. Um this is probably just a, a Paige Pierce explaining how much uh, no one really cares about Ledgestone. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Well, she, she said it. I didn't. Um, yeah. But she was just misunderstood, you know? Yeah. I think probably taken out of context a little bit. She enjoyed the course. She knew she didn't, you know, nail her part of it. And, uh, you know understandably kind of the man-made ob that kind of stuff can get in your head and also not be good for the game so uh good good pieces came out of it good dialogue uh but ultimately you know nobody's winning i i like it oh dude i pulled that on my ass good i know i was just trying to move up i appreciate move it that. on i know thank you all right that's all we got for this episode of the disc golf podcast Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to check us out on our various social media outlets. We are on Twitter at the Disc Pod. We are on Instagram at the Disc Golf Podcast. Facebook.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. You can find our website, throwstuffatstuff.com. We have DGP discs up there. Uh, we have a list of our episodes and the beers and the discs that we reviewed. So you can check out what we've done and go and, and, uh, check out the episodes you want to hear um on there so be sure to check that out also patreon.com slash the disc golf podcast go there become a patron you will get access to our pre-show recordings so we do a pre-show before this episode every single week 
and you're, we're going on like 40 episodes on there at this point. And sometimes when, when it's rough and we don't got time, we only do a pre-show. Yeah. So uh, it, it's a, a more ridiculous version. We talk disc golf. We talk everything else. We uh, we go bananas. So it's uh, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. If you like this show, you'll love the pre-show. Uh, be sure to to check it out. Patreon.com slash the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, donate a little bit and get a lot. Uh, you're going to love it. And I hope you guys get out there this weekend and throw stuff at stuff. This is a song for the aceless. But those with aces, listen closely. You don't always have to hug it hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right to do. Sometimes you got to lay it up and fucking not run an ace or two. Sometimes you got to ease if you want to put the D's and the B's. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I'm going to throw it softly. I'm gonna hug it gently I'm gonna flick it smoothly I'm gonna toss it so sweetly And then you say, hey, I hit some metal And then you say, wait a minute, Robin I think I'm starting to get it now Could you fill my throat for me? That's fucking teamwork What's your favorite disc? That's cool with me, it's not a trespass, but I guess it works for you. What's your favorite beer? The only answer is an IPA, so let's go to the bar. And then I'm gonna flick it so sweetly. And then I'll fucking hug it softly. And then I'll fucking throw it perfectly. But then I'm gonna hug it.